Hello and welcome to Baseball Schooled. My name is James. That is Javine. And we're going to talk about a little bit of baseball today. Hi, Jay. How you doing? Hello, partner. How's it going? Great. You've got your glove. You've got your ball. You're ready to record. I've got my bat too. You got your bat. You brought your bat with you. Well, I got one of my softball bats. It's very important to have visual things when you're on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And also sound effects. Like I'm just going to smack it against my tiny glove from when I was a kid. That is just really not big enough for my hand. If you hear random baseball, actually, I added that to the list today. Uh, Baseball sounds. There are certain sounds that are particular to baseball, and we'll talk about those some show. Okay. But not this show. No, not this show. This Mm -hmm. is episode number three. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring something to the show that we bring on our other show on the Avs Hockey Podcast, which is your home for almost everything Avalanche. Absolutely. One of the things we talk about is jerseys and jersey numbers. And this being baseball school number three, we wanted to talk about jersey number three. And of course, famous players that wore number three. And since I don't know very many baseball players, I didn't know the number. And everybody's probably screaming at their podcasting <laughs> listening device right now. But obviously, you were right there with Babe Ruth. You know that guy. He's the Colossus of Clout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was that a nickname of his? That's a Sandlot. Have you seen Sandlot a lot? Uh, no, I just know the one. The oh, one big so good. Yeah, they, I think they go down the, the, the I don't know, the... Yeah, he's got like 15 nicknames so and they go down in one scene all of his nicknames but yeah it's babe ruth the man colossus of clout. the colossus of clout the colossus of clout it's a yeah you need to watch that movie we should okay. we could we could do baseball movies some, i think some I, I oh we're definitely gonna do baseball movies yeah because i think i've already mentioned my favorite baseball movie is is uh bull durham yep major leagues right up there yep sandlots right up there there's a, there's a lot of like not so great baseball movies, but there's a, the, the ones that are good are very good. I don't know really what, I mean, we weren't really super prepared, but I don't know what there is to say about Babe Ruth that probably, you know, hasn't been I, said about Babe Ruth. I mean, one of the biggest personalities the game's ever known and he did it all. He hit home runs. He was a great pitcher as well. People forget that. And I don't know. He's, he's somebody that he, he transcended the game. He's somebody that somebody's name that people who don't even know baseball know about. And he just mm-hmm. took baseball to a whole nother level. Uh, other threes. Did you say Stan Musial before? Was he a number three? Uh, no, well, he was not, I'm looking at a list of retired numbers, right? Uh, or, or players with, with that, with that Jersey number retired. I didn't have that on. Okay. There, no. So he's just a different number. Sorry. But yeah, oh, Stan, I'm sorry. Stan Musial, Stan Musial, M-U-S. Six. Six. Okay. Number All six. right. So tune in and uh, a couple more episodes and we'll talk about Stan the man. <laughs> yep. You can even, you can tune in between, but you know, if you don't yeah, feel like back, and you just want to find out too. about Stan done deal, I, I understand <laughs> completely. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a baseball game. You did. I went to a, an afternoon tilt Tilly. No game. <laughs> there is there a term like, uh, Hockey has so many names for it. Uh, it really Tilt does. It's a big yeah. one. Uh, I love, I, Til- I love a... Tilly. It's a silly, ridiculous one. But yeah. Is there a name for baseball games? I don't think so. It's just a game. It's just a game. Yeah. But okay. I, I know you have questions. I have a couple questions. This was, this was an afternoon game between okay. the Phillies and the Rockies at Coors Field. We sat in the shade right along uh, the third baseline. Yeah, that was a pro move right there. I mean, when you when you sit along that side, you don't have the sun in your face the whole game. Good good work there. We had $1 hot dogs that were <sighs> tastier than the $8 brats. Yep. You know, everything that you could possibly want, possibly, I guess, uh, from a baseball game. But... You, you did it right. Yeah, I, I kind of did it right. Let me, let me tell you qu- something. 
And there were a couple questions, but one of the things that apparently I didn't do right was I wore a hockey jersey to oh. a baseball game. And one of the usher staff said something about it when I was going in the gate. And he was like, well, I've never seen a hockey jersey at a baseball game. I was just thinking, I'm sure you have. Shut I'm up. sure you have. And don't worry, stick around. You'll see some things. But uh, whatever. <laughs> there's no need. Whatever. We're, just a quick, quick teaser for everyone. There will not be any shows talking about ushers and how annoying they can be. Okay. No, no. <laughs> not even worth it. Nope. <laughs> I've been close. Nope. But there were a couple things about the game that I was a little, I was, I was watching, just like, scratching my head about, wondering about. So I have a couple questions for you. I love your note. The first one's great. <laughs> How many pitches are there? Damn it. <laughs> that is, there are, okay. So watching, yep. watching the screens and, you know, there's the big Rockies. I don't know what they call it. Rocky vision, the big screen. And then along some of the led banner, well, wall along the front of the upper deck stands they would show what the pitch was and how fast now, it was i get i and i could get to how they would know how fast it was very quickly that i understand how many pitches are there and how do they know so fast what they're throwing because it was like instantaneous right and and i get that there are people who are experts you know they they obviously know what they're doing and all of that i'm not questioning expertise but how how and what and i don't i don't get it okay i think i can help here it's right. like i would see like what like four seam fastball right right, right. and there's a two seam fastball right yes yes which sir. i don't uh, we, and and that that's that's I'm, that was everything i needed to know and i was like yeah i don't i'm here for you i don't know what a slider is okay. i have no idea all right well, let's do this Let's All do right. this. Okay. So I think there's two different things that they're, that they do that so quickly. One is they know what pitches every pitcher throws before that pitcher goes out there. That's known as their arsenal. Okay. Uh, every pitcher has a fastball. Every pitcher has some kind of a curveball. for the most part. I'm like 99% of pitchers have a fastball and a curveball, and they also have something that's off speed, like a changeup. So they have those three pitches. Those three pitches are your most general, but some pitches, some pitchers have even four or five pitches that they throw. So based on the speed that they see, first of all, that's kind of their biggest clue. The fastball is obviously going to be the fastest and man, these guys can throw like that's going to, that's going to be mid to high nineties for most people, maybe even triple digits, which is just, it's crazy from 60 feet to think that that's coming that fast. Um, but it's also the movement as well. So they're watching, somebody's watching. I'd, I'd be interested to see how that whole process works, but somebody's watching the game as well. So mm -hmm. you can tell by how that pitch moves, what kind of a pitch it is. Um, a four seam fastball, which is, they call it a four seam fastball because you're gonna, I'm showing James right now, you're not gonna be able to see it at home, obviously, <laughs> but that's a four seam fastball and you grip it right along and it's got four seams. You've got one, two, three, four seams and they're gonna spin straight backwards and that's generally gonna fly pretty straight. And if you throw it hard enough, it'll actually rise a little bit. That's a four seam fastball. Okay. How are we doing? How are we doing so far? So, so far. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, so then what's a two, so a two seam fastball, a two seam fastball is going to be thrown with fingers kind of looking this way. And there's only going to be two seams that are going to grab the air, which is these two right here. Oh, so you've wrote, okay. So it's rotated 90 degrees right. from what, where it was before. The way that's before. going to move is that's going to move to your arm side. So if I'm a right-handed pitcher and mm -hmm. I throw it, 
to a right-handed hitter, that ball is going to actually move towards a right-handed hitter. And it's pretty tough to hit as a hitter. Does that make sense? Like the ball is actually going to spin literally away from the pitcher, not toward where the pitcher is away from the pitcher toward right-handed hitter. And that's okay. how ba- that's how a lot of bats get broken with a two. So it goes right. It goes to the right from the pitcher's perspective. The arm side, yeah. If, yeah. I, I think it's just that's oh, sorry, more of arm a, side. Yeah. No, no, that's a, it's it's just a more uh, kind of more modern term that they've been using to to show which way that ball moves. So a two seam fastball is going to move towards a right handed hitter mm-hmm. when a right handed uh, pitcher throws it, and then obviously vice versa for a left hander. It's going to move to to the arm side. Um, a very difficult pitch to throw, very kind of difficult on the arm and on the elbow, but it's really tough to hit as well. And that's a two, that's a two seam fastball. Okay. So the two seam fastball, similar velocity as the four seam, or it just depends on the person a little bit less, just a little bit though. Not, not much. Um, but a key, especially when you get up into those, those really high skill places as far as high we're really anywhere in professional but also high school as well is you need the ball to move it really doesn't matter how hard you throw if it's flat and it doesn't move toward the batter or away from the batter or up or down at all um the best hitters are going to catch up with it no matter how hard you throw it Hmm. so in general you'll you'll see guys that will stick around for a long time in baseball that have good movement on their fastball either either a two two seam that's also known as a sinker because it sinks a little bit as well when okay. it goes towards that right-handed hitter. Um, but yeah, uh, movement is a key and you'll see the, you'll see the, you, you want to have movement over velocity all the time because you okay. can throw a hundred miles an hour, but the best hitters, if, if the ball's not, if the ball's flat the whole time, they'll catch up with that eventually and they'll light it up. Wow. Okay. So those are your, those are your fastballs. Those are the fastballs. And then yep. we've, we've met, we mentioned slider. Slider. What, the heck is a, what is a slider? A slider is halfway between like a fastball and a curveball. It actually moves okay. diag- It moves down and diagonal. Oh, you know, and that's going to be non-arm side for a right-hander. And they're basically you're just going to grab the ball like kind of like this right along a seam, and they're just going to mm-hmm. they're just going to spin it really hard, and it's going to move like a bowling ball if you just change the plane on it a little bit. It's going to okay. curve. It's going to curve, but it's not going to go straight down. It's going to go away and down from a right-handed hitter. We'll say that. So that's a slider. And then a curveball is going to move more, as we like to say it in the game, 12 to 6. Like, think of a clock. The, that ball is going to move straight. The best curve, curve balls go from 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock, actually straight down. Really? Okay. Yep. And the Which is weird because I would think a curve would... Yep. you know the on the horizontal plane not the vertical yep so curveballs vertical uh your slider is going to be a little more horizontal okay there you go i so, like it okay so the thing i i'm, I'm kind of i feel like i'm jumping ahead slightly but i but the all of the motion is how you grip it and how is it how this all just all about how the seams react to the air exactly okay and it's also finger pressure as well um, so when you throw a two seam fastball, your finger pressure, and, and I think everybody, I think no, a lot of people throw them similarly, but no two are exactly alike. So it's really kind of a feel thing for the pitcher. So it's the way the seams are grabbing the air and also the finger pressure that you're putting on the ball and how you let it go. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is the finger pressure what makes the ball spin then? Yes. Well, it's I kinda, mean, obviously where, you know, the direction that, that the seams face yep but then is that also the okay yes it is it's it's also arm angle 
You can change your arm angle just a little bit. So if my arm's up on top of the ball a little bit more, it'll fly a little bit straighter as I drop my arm down to maybe think again of a clock to maybe two or three o'clock. I can get that ball moving different directions uh, depending on how I, how I grip the ball and where my hand is when I let it go. Okay. So have, and the, have you ever been a pitcher? I've, I've pitched a little bit when I was younger, but right. I've always been a catcher throughout pretty much my entire career, except for my last two years. And well, I actually caught during those years too. I've been a catcher like my entire career. So it wasn't my job to throw these things, but it was my job to catch them and help pitchers be the best that they could be. So catchers know a lot about pitchers because it's our job to go out there and help them and, and notice things and things like that. And there's, there's also changeups as well. That's, that's one that I always kind of go, what, what is yeah. Okay. That's a whole yeah. nother, that's a whole nother grip. And basically it's more fingers on the ball, like mm-hmm. that, like a, like a fork on top of the ball or okay. another thing is like a circle change. I'll make a circle on the ball. Basically what it is, is you stuff it back into your hand further mm-hmm. and then you just throw it like a fastball and it slows the ball down. So your arm speed is the same, but the ball speed is actually slower. Okay. So it's, it's really meant to, um, really disrupt a hitter's timing and Mm -hmm. make it so they can't it's it's made everything it's made to offset everything like your job as a pitcher and actually as a catcher as well is to make sure hitters aren't comfortable and make sure that they can't figure out what's coming so you're you're trying to offset timing timing's a big thing so once once hitters start timing batters that's when batters start hitting the ball far they start hitting it hard and then pitchers don't last very long so that's really all you're trying to do you're just trying to disrupt hitters timing and and stay up in the count. You want to you want to have more strikes than balls, obviously, and it just makes it a little bit easier to play baseball when uh, hitters are off balance. I liked when you said that, and then you had a little smile there, like yeah. you know, because uh, I've been on both sides you know. of that. It's it's fun <laughs> to be on the side where you know the guy's not going to hit the ball the the pitch that you've chosen, mm-hmm. and I also know that as a hitter. And yeah, that's kind of the fun. That's part of the game within the game, and you want to disrupt timing and make hitters uncomfortable and. Yeah, that's easier said than done, but it sure is. It sure is cool. Yeah. Okay, so we've got two seam fastball, four four seam fastball. Yep. Slider, change up, curveball. Mm-hmm. What what else? There's all kinds. There's knuckleballs. Okay, so yeah. Now I did see recently there was an article oh. about knuckleball throwers. Yeah. And that they're very um like they talk a lot amongst themselves because there's like not very many people. They're a very rare knuckleball. breed. Yeah. Very okay. rare breed. Uh okay, first off so you're gripping it with your knuckle is that um with your yeah knuckles? it's, that it's really the or? tips of your fingers you're you're just okay. kind of it kind of looks like that where it looks like uh i don't know it looks like a rattlesnake and you put the teeth into the ball and that's how you do it um shout the, out by the way for the rattlesnake because i am wearing my uh wisconsin uh timber rattlers there you go jersey or shirt from uh which was a giveaway from appleton wisconsin that's pretty cool from like mid i think it was like two mid 2000s and Excellent. But I was there. So yeah. 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 Shout out so, to the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers if they're still around. <laughs> Anyways. So you got so you got kind of a a, a toothy grip yep. by your fingers. There's and there's okay. a couple of different ways to grip it. It just depends on the pitcher. But the key to this is there's no spin on the ball. And it is fascinating to watch. It is super difficult to catch and okay. it's super difficult to hit because literally you think about all the spins we've been talking about, how that ball moves. If this ball is just moving through space, the air is actually catching the 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 um, the stitches on the ball and mm-hmm. it, it literally looks like it's shaking in the air. It, it is hmm. one of the weirdest things that you'll ever see and not many people throw it. Um, it's, Why it's, not? A, it's hard to throw. It's hard to be really consistent with it. It's hard okay. to throw strikes. Um, 
it's hard to throw strikes uh, when the ball's moving all over the place. Um, it's so hard to describe. If you've ever seen one, though, it is it's a pretty cool thing. But there's a knuckleball. There's there's a fork ball, which is there's a split finger too, like this, where you just mm-hmm. kind of throw it and it slides through your fingers. It acts like a changeup, but it actually there's a knuckle curve ball that actually the term is we <laughs> it drops off the end of the table. So when it gets about to the batter, it just falls out of the sky. Um, there's a couple other pitches too, but it's all arm angle. It's all finger pressure and it's all kind of how you release the ball, um, out of your hand. Okay. So, so, so there's people who are basically just watching, uh, watching the pitch. They, they see the motion, they see the speed and they can quickly just go. Yep. That's what it was. They see, uh, velocity and movement. That's the thing. So you can, yeah, you get good at it after a while. Um, I'm sure that person that is actually which posting, we're assuming is a person. I, I mean, am, yeah, I would definitely a, assume if it's yeah. a speed thing. Yeah, I would. Mean, you know, then you're then you know that's clock, and you can obviously yep. have a computer do that. But yep. yeah, I would assume it would be a person. But somebody's going to have to decide what kind of fastball it was based on the movement. So again, yeah. a four four seam fastball is going to be pretty generally flat. A two seam is going to move arm side to a right hander and a left hander. A uh, curveball is going to move a certain way, a curveball and a slider. So part of it, yeah, is knowing what they're what each pitcher throws, and part of it is watching the movement. And they make those decisions pretty quickly, and you're better informed for it. There was, I haven't looked at it yet, but there is a, po- the, some I think it was WGN put out a video of how they do the strike zone, um, the box. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, so... I've got to, uh, I haven't watched it yet and that's I'm not, not going to link to it yet. That's not controversial uh, at all lately. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to, I know we're going to talk about that. Some, oh something. yeah. Yeah. It's, it can get a little ugly. Yeah. It was, it was the Cubs broadcast. I keep, yeah. I keep wanting to say WGN because WGN used to be the broadcaster for the Cubs. I know what you mean. Nationwide. You I don't even know who it is anymore. I believe it still it's is like, actually, or they, really? there's some other, I'm sure they have, it's Fox sports Midwest or I don't know what it is, something but like that. windy cities. I'm something. Yeah. But if you say WGN, I'm, I'm there with you. I got you there. Yeah. I'm old know. enough. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's kind of pitching one oh one. Yeah. I, if anybody out there knows like what the process, like or has a, a resource that says this is oh, what yeah. the process is for that. Uh, hit us up on like Twitter or something, yeah. which is uh, BB schooled uh, and let us, you know, let us know if there's a video that you know of or something like that, that says, Hey, this is how they, they do that. Yeah. I'd love to know. I've, n- I've never even known like a, like you see the speed, but again, I'm watching the game. Like I, I can tell cause I've watched a lot and caught a lot and things like that. But yeah, I think that's a great question. I've never even thought about who decides and how and, because it's up pretty quickly too after every pitch. Oh, it's so fast. Yeah, within a couple couple seconds. Also related to pitchers, we've talked a little, you know, just briefly about like the speed of the game and trying to speed up the game. They're limiting mound visits now. Yes. Right. So at one point, the catcher kind of like went halfway out uh-huh. and then just like shouted something and then kind of went back. I was like, what? Is that a, you know, so. <laughs> It's a half it's like mound, mound visit. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> I, I take it this is just to speed things up and, mm-hmm. and the like, or is there, is there something else about it? No, it totally is. They, you know, it's been a big issue with especially major league baseball, speeding up the games to keep people interested because, you know, it, like we mentioned in shows before, it doesn't have a, a, a clock or anything. It's the only really sport without a clock on it. Um, yeah, they're just trying to speed things up. Sometimes there's some strategy involved with going out to a mound visit. It's like trying to help your bullpen get loose without 
uh, your pitcher who's struggling getting hit any harder. Mm-hmm. So some of that, that that's what they try to do as well. The one other thing I, I thought of when you th- said the catcher kind of went halfway out there, it might've been a first and third situation, maybe. I'd, I'd, and what happens during those situations is that the catcher goes out there and they put on a play. So mm-hmm. it's either um, I'm going to throw the ball all the way to second base. I'm going to, you know, in, in basically high school, there's a lot more stuff. I can throw it back to the pitcher really hard and try and hang up the runner on third base trying to score. Um, that, that's what that could have been. I don't know for sure though, but, um, yeah, the mound visits there. Yeah. They're just trying to speed things up and and keep people interested as they, you know, as interested as they can be. So they, you know, that, that could have been it, but yeah, it's just to speed up the game. That's for sure. All right. The last thing I want to ask about there, there's this thing that I don't understand this and somebody, and I think you've mentioned it to me before. I have to ask at the end of an inning, the first baseman comes off. He often has a ball. Yep. He throws it to the crowd or whatever. And then somebody throws from the dugout, throws him a ball. That's such a great question. I don't understand this. I they, love he's going to go sit for a while. Why are they giving? Why? What's why? why, I, lo- why? I love that you're noticing these things, first of all. And second I of noticed all. This, I think I noticed this last season. Okay. Even like on TV, I'd see it. And I was like, what? Never, never what? figured it out. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could keep asking you questions, stuff like that. But basically what that is, is when the first baseman goes out for the next inning, he throws mm-hmm. warm up ground balls to the, to the infielders. Mm-hmm. That, that's the ball. Okay. So why does he get it? Why, why Just, like he's got three outs to be either yeah. sitting there or maybe he plays a little, so what, like, is this something that like somebody started and then everybody went, Ooh, I better start doing that I like serious that. or something. It's just tradition, I guess. Um, and what you'll find in college and what you'll find in high school as well is that a center fielder will get the ball too because those guys throw in between innings as well. Mm-hmm. But in the pro, like when you go to course Field and watch, you'll actually have like the bullpen catcher or somebody come out of the out of the bullpen in the outfield right. and that person will warm up warm up the other outfielder. Um, so yeah, your center fielder, depending, will get a baseball as well. So that, you know, depending on which side your dugout is on, mm-hmm. um, so they can keep their arms loose as well. So basically that's, that's just a way for them to be ready for the next inning without having to worry about it in between innings. And I don't, I don't know why it's thrown out there. Like I literally, when I was coaching, I was the coach that would throw the ball to the first for the first, first baseman in the center fielder. But I don't know why it's just like tradition. <laughs> it's just what you always do. But yeah, I, I love that you noticed that though. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a, a good way to end the inning and be ready for the next inning without having to worry about it, anything else in between besides hitting, I guess. I, I like what you said about worrying about the ball, like he's sitting there ready to go out. He's like, <laughs> nope. where's my ball nope, in this entire place? Where is the ball that I'm going to throw with? We've, we've got buckets of baseballs and I need one and there's no, I one don't center. have one. <laughs> Can I Why? have a ball please? No, it's just, now. it's just a good way to end the inning. And another thing that you will notice as well, if you ever are looking into the dugout or see what, what most players will do is they, the infielders will put their gloves together. And the outfielders will put their gloves together depending on who's on base. So if my center fielder is on second base and the third out happens, I don't want I don't want to waste time having my center fielder run all the way into the dugout and get their glove and their hat and then have them run back out. So the oh, so get, basically like bring it to you. Yeah, depending on which side you're on, you know, like an infielder will grab it or the left fielder will grab it, uh their their hat and their glove and they'll hand it to the to the person. You know, all these little things that help speed the game up, but are also part of like the rhythm of a baseball game. There, there are two things that like, the first thing was like, I'm thinking about a scenario 
where the guy who was supposed to supply the balls is like in the in the 1920s or something <laughs> was drunk and yeah. couldn't get him the ball because yeah. he was off getting sauced and somebody and that's how you know well we'll just get it to you early we'll and, do it our, so i can go get my drink yeah there we go i need to where's where's stevie stevie's <laughs> supposed to have a ball for me hey he's getting liquored up i want a ball before i when i come off the field then if that guy's not going to be there like somebody let somebody down and the rest is history yeah and, and stevie's getting his drink on and everybody's happy so there we go especially but i also stevie. think it's i also think it's hilarious that in a game where there's no clock and where it's like (laughs) so many pauses, (laughs) uh, we got to get him his glove fast so we can get back to this. We got to be prepared. What? (laughs) I, it's, I don't know what it is. It's just one of those things where it's an efficiency thing, but it doesn't necessarily make things go faster. You figure it out. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, okay. If, if I'm up batting, yeah, I definitely want somebody to keep track of where my glove is. So it's like, where, where's my glove? Well, we, can't find his glove so he can't go out we better put in you know this other guy and now you can't play the rest of the game because your gloves you mislaid your glove (laughs) way to go bud so okay i can see like that yeah Yeah. but you know uh, just the efficiency part is like what there is nothing i saw that was efficient (laughs) exactly so yeah and even you know even that is being efficient so the inefficiency shows in in all the efficiency or whatever i do i actually do i thought of one other question let's go Uh, and maybe this is specific you know, from team to team, there are so many balls that get used and just kicked to the side, especially, you know, pitching the dirt, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They throw it off to the side. What happens to those? Oh, we, we have the, we have the, uh, the, uh, episode for this too. Those are, those are game used baseballs. Uh-huh. They go to an authenticator. The authenticator has been tracking what that ball has been through, whether it's hits, whether it's ground outs, whether it's strikes, balls, whatever. And once it's gone, gone out of play, there's a reti- literally a retired police officer that is hired by Major League Baseball. They put a sticker on it and then they sell it as a game used item that's in a database. And you can look up that baseball and see everything that it's done. It's it's like a little piece of history. So how. OK, home run baseballs. I know that you've gotten some, especially yes. uh, the pandemic years. You got a few uh, you got a few fun ones. Mm-hmm. Your casual single pitch thrown in the dirt gets kicked to the side. Mm -hmm. How much is a ball like that? Probably 30 bucks. Wow. 30, 40, $50, depending on like who is up as well. Cause there's always those premiums. You know, if, if uh, Mike trout is up, it's worth more than it would be for some, you know, some other goofball, some, some regular old major league player. Who's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> but who's, that's who's a whole nother than i like, would ever be right <laughs> i'm telling you like as a game use collector you end up watching the game very differently um mm-hmm. yeah but that's what happens um i you know it depends on the on the stadium as well at wrigley field there's not enough room in the dugout because everything is so small for an authenticator so they they don't usually authenticate balls more specifically uh fenway park i believe is the same but, uh, and sometimes there are two authenticators. There's one in either dugout and sometimes there's only one in one dugout. So literally like if something cool happens to a baseball and it's thrown to the wrong dugout, it's out of play and you know, it'll never be a part of history. It's just another baseball in a bucket. I'm sure that's some, that's some serious money. Oh man. It's, it's, it can be really, really expensive. I'm not into the big time stuff, but some people are and you know, the Shohei Otani stuff and the, and the Mike Trout and the, the big time big leaguers who it's it can be really expensive but it's cool because it's history 
I'm a sucker for history and a good story. So just a quick, just a, just a quick Google, uh, the top thing that comes up from littleleaguparks.com says on average, 84 to 120 balls are used in the average MLB game. By calculation, that means that 30 teams use about 1,550 balls in a single day. And then it's like over, it's like over a million baseballs a season or some, they've done the, they've done the numbers. Like it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, it's quite the process and it's, it's amazing that they, you know, there's always enough around to make sure nobody ever runs out. (laughs) You're like, well, game's over. We're out of balls. I'm just going to stick with this diamond official pony one. Yeah. There you go. And right now, now. (laughs) that'll do it. But good enough. But yeah, there's been some complaints about the baseballs this year as well, where they are not consistent. Like some are, I don't, I don't know. The science behind all this can really wreak havoc on pitchers and also Mm -hmm. the amount of home runs that are hit and how hard the ball is. And they, they start messing with the science. So that's kind of getting out there too, where there's been a lot of players that have been hit by pitches so far this year. And -hmm. the pitchers are starting to complain. Like it's not our fault because the balls are, are not consistent. You know, sometimes they feel pretty good and sometimes they're just horrible. So I, I, I bet you it has something to do with a pandemic and some kind of a quality control thing or, or materials that they might be struggling with. I don't know what it is, but the science behind all that has an effect on the game as well. Yeah. One of the things I've heard a bunch uh, so far, just reading and the like was grippiness of the ball. Yep. And since they're being much more strict about players using stuff to keep their keep their grip on the ball uh, artificial substances or whatever that that might be a factor leads to arm injuries a little bit as well pitchers have Mm -hmm. been complaining about that it's not safe for the hitters you know all these guys throw 95 miles an hour and that anything moving 95 miles an hour from well the mound is 60 feet the the rubber is 60 feet six inches but they're releasing in front of that and it hits you that's gonna Mm -hmm. it's gonna leave a mark and it's gonna hurt you as well they don't like that so Yeah, it's, I wouldn't uh, like inter- that. No, I don't, I don't. That doesn't sound like fun to me either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the there's a whole other story behind the baseballs. But yeah, I, I, un, the thing that the pitchers can do with a ball that has a big old scuff on it, based on how they grip it or whatever, they can make that ball dance pretty hard. So they try to keep the ball pretty fresh and clean, uh, so it's uniform. But right now, it may not be uniform enough. We'll have to see. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you answered the questions I have so far, but there's going to be more. That was I know fun. there's going to be a lot more. I'm here for the questions. Hopefully I have answers to most of them, but yeah. yeah. I think I think you did great. Good times. What is your favorite thing that you saw in baseball this week? The favorite thing that I saw this week, uh, since our last show was on April 12th, and the uh, San Francisco Giants have an assistant coach. Her name is Alyssa Nacken, and their first base coach got thrown out of the game. He got into like a little argument with the third base coach for the Padres that came. So he got thrown out. So Alyssa Nacken became the first woman to be a coach on the field in a major league game on April 12th. So nice. congratulations to her. That is so cool. She's one of the, one of I believe she was the first coach as well, like assistant coach. She's, she's listed as an assistant coach for the Giants. Um, but also like something really cool is like Eric Cosmer, who was the first baseman for the Padres, went up and shook her hand and congratulated her, which is, this is the good stuff and what baseball is all about. So congratulations to her. It, it wasn't supposed to happen, but when your first base coach gets thrown out, they viewed that as a chance to get her out there. And any way that happens, that's pretty cool. So congratulations to her. And that was, that was my favorite thing since our last show. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. All right. My favorite thing is, uh, Miguel Cabrera, Cabrera, sorry, of the Detroit Tigers got his 3000 hit, but 
the fun part for me was that since he got it against the Rockies, which I believe that there was was a there was a Venezuelan pitcher and a Venezuelan catcher, uh, and he's Venezuelan. Yes. Okay, so that's the Rockies being the Rockies. They're going to give up hits, right? <laughs> it was just a matter. It was like a four game series. You're not going to hold that guy down for four games. Yeah. Well, but the but when he was about to hit, he when he was coming up on when he was sitting on two thousand nine hundred ninety nine. They were playing against the Yankees, and the Yankees intentionally walked him, and the crowd booed them for that. Of course they did. Of course they did. It's just the Yankees being the Yankees and the Rockies being the Rockies. Yeah. The funny part about this, I was I I stumbled across this also. They are tied as the team with the most three thousand hits given yeah, up. That's fun. Uh, they're tied with the uh, Twins. That's fun. Oh, as it's. Dang it. I've, it's got to be somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's that kind of infamous thing. Because we've seen that as hockey fans. We've seen that with goalies. Yeah. Where it's the goalie that gives up that big number. Uh, and they, who wants that to be them? It's, it's just got to be someone. You might as well be part, be, of, somebody. be part of history. What a cool yeah. moment that was, though. I, got, I was able to watch that live. Man, that's cool. And just, you know, 3,000 hits. That's just ridiculous. An automatic Hall of Fame. And uh, it was cool to watch Jose Iglesias, who, who's the shortstop for the Rockies now, as a former teammate of Cabrera, be the first person to go over and give him a hug, even before his teammates came over. Like, I don't know. There's just something about feats like that. 500 home runs is one. Oh, yeah. 3,000 hits is another. Uh, 300 wins as a pitcher. Um, 5,000 strikeouts is another one. Like, it's just I, the players really appreciate the history of the game. It's just cool to cool to watch them uh, do what they do in situations like that. The Rockies, one of the, one of the ones that the Rockies gave up also was uh, Ichiro. Ichiro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I remember. Oh, don't be, don't be mad. Hey, it's just just part of being a Rockies fan. (laughs) (laughs) You want to do the spiel? You ready? Yeah, we should. Um, It's now my turn to let you know where to find us on the old internets. Uh, You can find us at baseballschool.com. James has done a great job setting up the site, making it look real sharp and we'll get more stuff, more stuff kind of on there for you to check out. And we'll link up some things and embed some things. So you can see some of the things we talked about. Um, You can also find us at uh, on Instagram at baseball schooled. And like James said earlier in the show on Twitter, BB schooled just because there's not enough character for baseball schooled. But uh, yeah, you can find us all there and we're excited to connect with you. So if you get a, get a chance, give us a follow or, you know, and or check out the site and you can get you can get the podcast while well, you found us once. So you can find us again, but <laughs> spread the word if you can. You got any shout outs this week? I do. I have a couple. If it's cool, if I go first, is that all right? I, I actually don't have any shout outs this week. Uh, sorry, I've been a little. That's okay. On the busy side. So, well, I got you then. Let me do two. My man Lobo, thanks for being a fan of the show. He's always asking when the next one's coming out. So he'll have this one in his ear holes here pretty soon. But Lobo, you're my guy. Thanks for everything you do. And also my good friend, Matt Kitashima, who's been listening to the show. He gave it, he gave me some stats on uh, actual action for NFL games and Major League Baseball games. Mm. And uh, NFL games actually have less action than major league baseball games. I think that's what it was. So is it like uh, the 11 minute range? Something like one has 12 and one has like 18 minutes. Like, it's just like you sit there for three hours and you get to watch that much action, but mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's, the, it's about the experience, right? And yet but everyone loves it. That's right. And Matt, Matt and I go way, way back between playing against each other and coaching with each other. We've been good friends for a really long time. So just a shout out to him, Matty, hope you and your family are well. And, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, as, as we talk more and more, uh, you know, I'll bring up, I'll bring up people that I think of, but 
yeah, baseball is just a great game. Great, great relationships, great experiences. And it's just cool to, cool to share it. And thanks for having me on the show so I can share some more with you. <laughs> thanks for, yeah. thanks for doing it with me and, uh, good luck tomorrow night at your softball game. We'll, we'll do our best. We'll show up. We got new jerseys, so that'll be, we've already won Ooh. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still number 19 is that correct we didn't get numbers on this one um we didn't get numbers on these we're just more about the team and it was actually a little ch- bit cheaper but uh yeah they're sharp looking jerseys though so all right yeah thanks all right thank you uh that does it i'll uh, be back again for episode four hopefully soon uh we're shooting for once a week but we'll see how that goes and we'll talk to you again on baseball schooled <laughs>